Are you ready for the word tonight? Amen. So I'm glad that you're here tonight and uh, we're going to get right into the word. So we're usually in the book of Proverbs on Wednesday nights and we've been in the book of Proverbs when we're not in growth point. With that being said, what I've decided to do, I'm veering from the book of Proverbs tonight. So hopefully you're not mad and upset with me, but I uh, I just needed to shake some things up a little bit. Is that all right? And uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to shake everybody so we're not getting sleepy in the book of Proverbs. We'll go back to it, but I'm going to uh, uh, deal with something else tonight. So let's take a church vote, and if you're okay with that, raise your hand and say, I do. Everybody okay with that? All right. Is that all right that I veer with, with something else tonight? Okay? And so that's what we'll do. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. We're going to look at a familiar scripture. And this is called Wisdom Wednesdays. And there are some practical wisdom, advice, and principles in the book of Matthew 14, the story that I'm going to show, uh, read to you tonight. So we can still learn some practical wisdom from this, from this story. Uh, so you don't commit the same mistakes. Proverbs chapter 14, beginning with verse number 22. Proverbs 14, 22. If you're there, say I'm there. Verse number 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he'd sent the multitude away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out with fear. But immediately Jesus said to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to walk on the water. Verse 29, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said to him, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got back in the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you are gracious, that you're loving, that you're kind. Thank you, Father, for your word tonight. We pray that you open your ear, our ears and our hearts, that we would hear what you want us to hear and only what you want us to hear. We won't fail to praise you for it. And everyone said amen. Now, this story is, of course, familiar. We've all heard this story before. And... Um, I've, I felt like, um, you know, I feel like that every time that I preach that the Word of God according to the book of Matthew is like seed. It falls on all types of soil. Some soil is hard. Some soil is thorny. Some soil is, you know, rocky. And the Word of God has the potential to change your life if you'll listen to it. And not only listen to it, but understand it, that you would bear fruit. I'm reminded that Jesus was very clear about this, about 
making sure that the Word of God takes root in your life. Can I share something with you? We're, going to, we're looking at this story, but it's interesting, it's imperative that we see this. John chapter 16, verse number 1. John chapter 16, verse number 1. These things, Jesus said, I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. Of course, He's speaking to His disciples. He said, I'm speaking these things to you so that you don't stumble. So one of the ways that we don't stumble as a believer is that we got to make sure that we have, uh, that we are uh, dwelling and abiding in the Word of God. Would you agree with that? When you abide in the Word of God, you will not stumble. All right? When you continually to abide in the Word of God, you will not stumble. And so it's important that as we come to the Word of God, we know that the Word of God has power, but it only works if you work it. Everybody shout with me. It works if I work it. Somebody shout again. It works if I work it. It works if you work it. And so it's important that we pay attention to the words that is in front of us. Now, this story found in Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14, um, it's a familiar story, but it holds a, lot of, holds a lot of practical advice. Really, it does. If you pay attention to it, it has the potential to change your life. And as I was reading this story, there's a few things that I want you to write down I want you to pay attention because I think this story can be transformative in your life. Now, in this story, you find Jesus walking on the water, okay? And his disciples are in a boat. Now, the Bible says that the wind was contrary, the wind was boisterous, and you have these disciples, I assume there's 12 of them, on the boat, and Jesus is walking on the water. Now, we read these stories and think, well, that's a nice Sunday school story. But you've got to really understand that they wasn't on a cruise ship. They're on a little Galilean boat. They're not on a cruise ship here. They're on a Galilean boat, and the Bible says the wind is boisterous. It's contrary. I mean, it is a bad day for the disciples. And when you're on a little Galilean boat, and I'm not sure if you've ever seen a, a little... Galilean boat before, but a Galilean boat is not very big. And so here are these disciples in a little boat in the middle of the sea, and Pastor David had said that the wind is really boisterous that day. Can you imagine being on a little boat with all these disciples, and the boat is rocking back and forth, and not only is the boat rocking back and forth, but these disciples are scaredy cats. It's one thing to be in a in a situation that's fearful, but it's another thing to be in a situation with fearful people. Would you raise? A, would you say amen? It's one thing to be in a fearful situation, but it's another thing to be in a situation with fearful people. How many would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I've been in some bad situations, fearful situations, some bleak situations, and the only reason I made it through it was because of God, number one, but number two, it was because there were some people full of faith that believed with me. But here in this story, you have some people, I assume they're scaredy cats because only one of them got out of the boat and began to walk. Thank God for the one person. But they're in the boat. They're in a Galilean boat. It's rocking back and forth. The wind is boisterous. They're afraid. And all of a sudden, somebody is walking on the water. Now, I don't know about you, but that would probably flip me out. That, that's probably not, Sister Linda, that probably would not be... Uh, a good introduction to Jesus, seeing somebody walk on the water. I mean, this is not a common occurrence, folks. 
We read the Bible and think, well, that's great that Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead, but that was not a common occurrence. So Jesus is walking on the water. He's walking on the water. The wind is blowing. It's boisterous. Twelve disciples in a Galilean boat. They're being afraid, and Jesus walks on the water. The very first thing I want you to see is, get this. Number one, it's simple. He walks on the water. But why is that profound? Get this. Jesus is walking on top of the very thing that was rocking the boat. Now stop. Jesus is walking on top of the very thing that's rocking the boat. What is rocking the boat? The wind. The waves. The wind and the waves are rocking the boat and Jesus is walking up on top of the very thing that was rocking the boat. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. Jesus walks upon the very thing that rocks your life. Somebody say amen. The very thing that's rocking your life, the very thing that's out of control, the very thing that you feel like, listen, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I feel like everything is out of control. You find in this story that Jesus was walking upon the very thing that was rocking the boat. He was walking upon the very thing that was out of control. You know what Jesus is saying tonight? I have everything under control when it appears like it's out of control. Jesus has everything under control when it appears it's out of control. The very thing that was rocking the boat, the very thing that's rocking your life, is the very thing that Jesus is walking on top of it. He's walking on the very substance that was rocking the boat. He has all power. He has all authority. You see, we've got to remind ourselves when we find ourselves in a situation that's rocking us, when we find ourselves in a situation that's out of control, when we find ourselves in a situation where we don't know what to do, we have to remind ourselves that it is under control because Jesus is walking on the very substance that's rocking the boat. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout out loud, Jesus is walking on the very substance that is rocking the boat. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. They're, they're, Jesus is walking on the water and here the disciples, verse number 26, Matthew 14, 26, I want you to look at how the disciples, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Now listen, they're not having a good day here. They're, they're, they're scared, they're freaking out, they're, their soul is troubled. And when they saw this figure in the middle of the sea, they instantly thought it's a ghost. Come on. And they didn't call the Ghostbusters. I mean, they thought it was a ghost. And, and, and they begin to cry out in fear. Here they're fearful. And then the Bible says in verse number 27, now don't lose me, because this is powerful. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Okay. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. It is I, be not afraid. Go back to verse 26. And when the disciples saw, when the disciples saw, Verse number 27, go to verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke. When you find yourself in the middle of something that's rocking your life, 
You've got to learn to trust what you hear instead of what you see. Because Jesus said to them, be of good courage, it is I. He spoke to them, but what they saw was a ghost. And sometimes when we find ourselves in a situation that's out of control, Pastor David, we want to trust what we see instead of trusting what we hear. Can I hear an amen tonight? You can't believe everything you see. It can make you discouraged. It's reality, obviously. It's reality. What you see is reality. But sometimes walking in faith does not deny reality. Sometimes it, it listens to another voice. You've got to trust what you hear from the Lord sometimes. You've got to trust what the Word of God says. You've got to trust what you hear instead of what you see. And so they trusted what they heard instead of what they saw. What they saw was a ghost. They thought it was a ghost. Listen, listen to Pastor Josh. Sometimes when you're in a storm of your life and when the boat is rocking, sometimes your perception is off. Their perception was off. It wasn't a ghost. It was Christ. Sometimes your perception is off when you find yourself in the biggest storm of your life. Have you ever found yourself in a storm and everything's out of control and life's a mess and you think everybody don't like you? You think everybody's after to get you. You think that so and so, and, and that's what happens when you're in a storm. When you're in a storm, your perception is off. You begin to look at everything the wrong way just because one isolated incident happened to you. And so when you find yourself in a situation that's out of control, sometimes, sometimes, you've got to trust what you hear instead of what you see. You're not supposed to deny what you see. Sometimes you're supposed to put your trust in what you hear. The spiritual, the spiritual principle of hearing, despite what you see, amen. He, he heard, you've got to lean or to trust what you, the voice that you hear instead of what you see. You have to learn to trust His voice when you can't trust what you see. You've got to trust His voice when you cannot trust what you see. Amen. Now, isn't it interesting to me? Now, this is what really I find interesting about this whole story. You have supposedly 12 disciples in a Galilean boat in the middle of a severe storm. Jesus is walking in the middle of the sea and Jesus begins to speak. Now, that don't make sense to me. You know why that don't make sense to me? Have you ever been in the middle of the sea when the winds are crashing and the wind is blowing, the waves are crashing and the wind is blowing? Have you ever been in the middle of the sea? How do you hear somebody's voice? When Jesus is in the middle of the sea, how in the world did the disciples hear his voice? How many has ever been on a cruise ship before? Raise your hand. How many has ever seen a storm in the cruise, out in the middle of the sea? Yes, it's very frightening. But you know what the principle here, Joel, is this? Sometimes, get this, sometimes in the middle of the storm, you can hear his voice in the middle of the storm. Can I hear an amen? Sometimes we think in the middle of the storm, God ain't speaking to us. Where's God at? I've prayed and prayed and prayed. But if you will turn your ear to the sound of his voice, I promise you, he is speaking in the middle of the storm. Can I hear an amen? And isn't it ironic that one person responded? The Bible says 
When the disciples, verse 26, saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. They cried out with fear, verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him. One person out of 12 people responded. It was Peter that responded. One person responded to his voice. Because you will find that sometimes in the storm of your life, not everybody hears his voice. Not everybody will hear his voice in the storm. But there was one person that did hear his voice. You have the ability to hear his voice in the middle of the sea. You have the ability to hear his voice in the middle of the storm. It's interesting to me that there is a storm here and the boat's rocking. They're fearful. And Jesus is in the middle of the sea saying, be of good cheer. Folks, the salutation did not fit the situation. I mean, here Jesus is saying, oh, it's okay, be of good cheer. That's not what you say to a bunch of 12 scaredy cat men in a Galilean boat. Be of good cheer. <laughs> be, be not afraid, it is I. <laughs> you know, those are, how many has ever been in a situation and people come to you with that famous verse? All things work together for the good for those. You just want to just holy go slap somebody when they read that to you. Amen. You know, the Bible says the Bible says uh, all things work together for the good. That doesn't mean all things are good. It just means that all things will eventually work together for the good, but it doesn't mean all things are good. And sometimes when things are not good, you don't want to hear somebody say, be of good cheer, it is I. You want somebody to get on the bandwagon with you and sympathize with how bad you are hurting. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> Here are these disciples. They're scared in the boat. And one person, one person responded. It was Peter. And one person heard his voice, I suppose. You have the ability to hear God's voice even in the most difficult time of your life. Even when it seems like it's out of control and life is falling apart and you don't know what to do, you have the ability in the middle of the winds and the waves and the boat rocking, you have the ability to hear His voice if you want to hear His voice. If you want to hear His voice, you can hear His voice. So Peter Heard his voice. Listen, somebody said it like this. I'd rather stand on the sea with the Savior than to sit on the ship that looks like it's going to sink. You know, David, I read this scripture. It's interesting. Nowhere in the scripture, modern Pentecostals would, would change this story up. You know how they would change it up? They would, this is what modern Pentecostals would do. We'd be in the boat, the wind and the waves rock. You know what we do? We would just say, I'm just... I'm just going to run to him. So we just get out of the boat and jump and swim to him. That's not really what happened. Because we teach blind faith. Just, just, just do it and God will direct you. Just, just, just take a leap of faith. So some of us would just jump out of the boat and start swimming to Jesus. That's not what happened. Because Peter, before he came to Jesus, there was a conversation that went on. Peter said, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come. And what did the Lord say? Come. And what did Peter do? He started walking on the water. You know what real faith is? Real faith is getting permission to walk. Not just blind faith. I'm going to get in the water and just swim. 
That's what real faith is. Real faith is getting permission to cross. Real faith is getting clearance before crossing. That's faith. Clearance before crossing. Say that with me. Clearance. Come on, say it with me. Clearance. That's what faith is. Faith is not just saying, I'm going to jump out of the boat and run to Jesus because you know Jesus is going to help me out. Listen, Jesus doesn't author Jesus doesn't, excuse, Jesus doesn't finish what he didn't author. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, but he only finishes what he authors. If he authors it, he'll finish it. But he does not finish what he does not author. So you've got to get a clearance before you cross. And Peter said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. And he got permission to cross. Real faith is seeking the Lord for direction. And when you feel like the Holy Spirit said to go, then go. You don't just jump out just to do it. Somebody say amen. There's clearance before crossing. Clearance. One word. He's, he didn't step out on presuming that God would do it. He didn't step out and, you know, just he's presuming that God would do it. He got permission. He didn't assume. He had permission. And Jesus said to him, come. And what does he do? He gets out of the water and he begins to walk on one word. Now, there are two types of people. Get this. Two types of people. Everybody raise your hand and say, I want to know what these people are. Come on, raise your hand. You ready? Two types of people. Peter got out of the boat, begins to walk. Now, I assume there's a, the 11 other disciples are in the boat. Okay? There's other disciples there. So you have... Eleven disciples in the boat. It's rocking back and forth. They're pulling their hair out. They're afraid. It's a ghost. Peter was the only one that hears his voice, gets out of the water, begins to walk on the water. You have two different classes of people. You have boat talkers and water walkers. You have boat talkers and water walkers. You got people who stay in the boat. Isn't it amazing, especially in church? We got all kinds of people that know how they have all the answers. They'll tell you exactly how to do it, when to do it, and how to do it perfectly, but they'll never, never risk walking on the water with you. Boat talkers, you know, the boat talkers, they'll, they'll be in the boat praying. That's, that's what spiritual people do. They just pray all the time, you know. That's not spirituality, folks. We need to stop praying about the things we can do. Why pray about the needy when you have the opportunity and the finances to do it? Go do it. Quit praying about it. Quit praying about the things you could do. Well, I'll pray for you. Why don't do something? That's, that's what faith is. Faith is just not praying about it and thinking about it. Faith is getting clearance before crossing and let's do it. Let's not just talk about things and we spend our whole life praying about things that you have the ability to do. So you have boat talkers and then you have water walkers. What are water walkers? A water walker is somebody that gets clearance before crossing. They are walking on the water. They're walking on troubled situations. And the reason that they can walk in the storm, the reason they can walk in the storm is because they got a word from the Lord and they are trusting what they had heard instead of what they see. That's what it means to walk in the storm means I'm trusting his voice because what I see frightens me. But the only reason I'm walking on the water is because I got permission to walk on the water. 
So you have both talkers and you have water walkers, don't you? Water walkers. He begins to sink, don't he? It's interesting in the story. Peter begins to sink. Is it possible that I can do the right thing and then fail? Yes. Because faith is a journey. You can step out on one word. And you can get clearance before crossing. And you can obey the instruction of the Lord, but it is a journey. It is a journey through the storm. It's just not starting in the storm. It's walking through the storm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death. It's walking through the winds. It's walking through the boisterous storms. It's walking through it. Anybody can start. Anybody can get out of the water. But you've got to walk through it. So Peter is walking on the water. And I know we like to dog Peter. We like to say, well, you know, Peter sank. But come on, let's give him credit. He was one of the 12 disciples that had enough guts to get out of the water and walk. And I hear, praise the Lord. Thank God for Peter. So he gets out of the water and he begins to walk. And this is what I find interesting. As he begins to walk, what happens? Verse number 30, and when he saw, when he saw, when he saw, listen, listen, what was my point earlier? You've got to trust what you hear instead of what you say with me. You've got to trust what you instead of what you. But when Peter saw, he trusted more in what he saw than what he heard. What's the principle, folks? Hearing Jesus is a continual thing. And if you're going to go through the valley, you've got to continue to hear His voice. Just not one time, but continue to hear His voice because you will continue to see the winds and the waves. So he's walking and he, he begins to sink. Verse 30, And when he saw the wind was boisterous and he was afraid, beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. He begins to sink. You see, there's a difference between sinking and drowning. Peter didn't drown. He began to sink, but he didn't drown. You see, the storms of life wants to drown you. The storms of life wants to take you under. The storms of life, they want to choke the word out, and choke your joy out, and drown you. Peter began to sink, but he didn't drown. Sometimes in our journey, we do sink a little bit. Sometimes we sink because of what we see. Sometimes we sink because we're afraid. But even when we're sinking, Peter had a secret. He begins to cry out, Lord, save me. See, that's what happens when you find yourself sinking. Help is only a prayer away. I said, help is only a prayer away. doesn't matter if you're sinking. Don't let the enemy steal your voice. Don't let him steal your capability of capacity to pray. Peter had the ability to pray. You've got to pray even when you're sinking. Pray. When you find yourself sinking, pray. When you find yourself overwhelmed, pray. When you find yourself that you feel like you're, you're, you can't hold on any longer and the winds and the waves are boisterous and you're afraid and, and your other brothers and sisters on the boat, they're boat talkers. They ain't helping you. Not one of them got out of the boat to save him. 
And you get disappointed with church folks because they're not trying to save you as you begin to sink. You've got to tell yourself that help is only a prayer away. He begins to pray. Pray. And then the Lord, what does the Lord do? Verse 31, immediately Jesus, immediately, I like that word, immediately, Jesus stretched down his hand and caught him and said, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And when they all, when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Verse 33, then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. You see, my other point is, is that your best worship will always come out of the storm. They begin to worship right after the wind ceased. They begin to worship because sometimes our best worship really does come out of the storm. I read a story a few years ago about a woman who um, at Christmas time was in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She had went Christmas shopping and got a bunch of gifts. And so she was leaving the, the, the mall and walking to her car and it was dusk out, it was getting dark, and, and so she was walking to the car with a few bags there, and, and so she said in her story that she felt as though somebody was watching her, and so she was, you know, walked a little, paced herself faster, and before she knew it, somebody had come alongside of her, stuck a gun to her side, and told her to get in the car, and so this individual took her to an, uh, a location and took duct tape and wrapped her up with duct tape, her mouth, her hands, her feet, and threw her in the trunk. So she says in the story that she was in the trunk with duct tape with her mouth and her arms and her legs, and she knew that she was going to die. And uh, of course, she said in the last moments of her life, she's replaying her life. She's thinking about her family, her friends, her close, the close people of her life, and she's just thinking... You know, what is he going to do to me? Is he going to rape me? Is he going to murder me? What, what is he going to do to me? Of course, she's in the trunk, and she's praying. She was a believer. She was asking God to protect her. And uh, she said in the story, it seemed like it was forever. And uh, they came to a wooded area, and he gets out, and she takes, this individual takes this woman and throws her into a mud puddle. It was a fairly large mud puddle. Threw her just in a ditch there. So she's laying there with all tight, just mud dripping all over. And he just takes her purse, the credit cards, the cash, and all the gifts and left. Of course, she's thinking, thank God my life is spared. I mean, you could take all of that. I just, I'm thankful I'm alive. And as she's laying in the ditch, she says in the story there was a severe thunderstorm. Kind of like a thunderstorm that we had Sunday. I mean, it just poured the rain down. She's thinking to herself, I'm going to die. I mean, he didn't rape me, he didn't murder me, but now I'm going to die because of a thunderstorm and I have duct tape all over my hands and all over my feet. So she says she's sitting there praying to the Lord. She says, as I was praying to the Lord, asking the Lord, Lord, if there is a way that you could just free me from this, that I don't drown, feel like I'm drowning in this water, and if it rains anymore, I will drown in this water. Because it's just pouring the rain down. She said, I just, under my breath, I just prayed. And I just said, Lord, I, I love you. I thank you. I just started praising the Lord, she said. Because she said, I didn't know what else to do. 
I had to get my mind off of the thunderstorm. I had to get my mind off of my pending death. I had to get my mind off of me drowning in the water. And she said, Pastor David, as it rained more and more, she said, the more it rained, the looser the duct tape got. And she said, it just rained some more, it rained some more, until eventually it rained so bad that she could free herself because the water, the water that she thought she was drowning in and sinking in, the water actually set her free. Sometimes we forget that in the darkest times of our life, we forget that in the storms of our life, where it feels like we are sinking, and it feels like, Lord, where are you at? I've prayed about this. I've sought you. It seems like heaven is brass, and you become so discouraged. Sometimes the storm is sent into our life, not for us to drown, but the storm was sent into our life Because eventually the very thing that was sent in our life as something that we perceived to discourage us really was sent into our life to set us free. So if if you're here tonight, say, Pastor, I'm discouraged. I, I feel very discouraged because of the storms of life. I feel like I'm drowning. You're not drowning. You may be sinking, but you're not going to drown. Because there's help, and it's just a prayer away. And I hear an amen. I said, there's help. There's only a prayer away. So the word of the Lord to you tonight, be encouraged. Be strengthened of the Lord. Tonight, know that God is with you. Listen, I'm speaking to you. Because I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone, and I know this is for someone. I know I was, I was called to say this to you tonight. God knows exactly where you're at. 